Welcome to FIO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil. Hello and welcome to FIO on the Air. We have got a hot topic today. Uh, we've got Brant Matthews from Dispatch Talent. And Brant, you, you're also a new Guinness Book of World Record holder. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Okay, yes. Hello, FIO people. Um, so I am uh, Brant Fire Guy, director of Dispatch Talent, but also from the Fire Guy Show. And I was at uh, the Wisconsin State Fair a few weeks ago, and we organized a official Guinness World Record attempt of the most fire-eating torches in one minute. The old record was 99, and I beat it at 101. Wow. I, I guess when you flip through the Guinness Book of World Records, there's something there for everybody, right? Did yeah, you, yeah. Well, it, it kind of labels me, I think, as the best fire eater in the world, or uh, I, I, that's what I kind of think of it as, because it's pretty much the most extreme fire stunt that exists in the world at the moment. And uh, and yeah, so I, I broke the record, and they actually just added a new one of most fire eating torches blindfolded. Wow! And no one claimed that yet. I know. I'm still trying to figure out how to rehearse for that. So. Is this the only um, Guinness Book of Records that Dispatch Talent owns, or are, are some of your other performers yeah. have them as well? So I have, uh, you know, Dispatch Talent has a, a link to a lot of different performers. So I hired a, a guy called Victor Rubilar before we got the Toronto Busker Festival, and he's got like a bunch of Guinness World Records for like soccer balls rolling around his head. But he's like based in Europe and stuff. So sometimes we get access to acts from overseas. And then they come in and uh, and do some. They can do some good stuff. But pretty much out of a local, you know, group of people that I work with, I believe I'm the only Guinness World Record holder. So, so just to recap, that's 101 torches in 60 seconds. Yeah, I set up 105 just to be safe. That's what I trained for. But just as you know, fate would have it when uh, we did it outside, and the, this wind came in, and then so like the first torch, my hand got burnt a bit. You know, wind and fire. You know, what could go wrong? And uh, and so I uh, so I ended up like my hand got a bit shaky. So a couple of them sort of dropped out. One just dropped magically, and then yeah, so I, a couple of them just flipped because you're going so fast. I haven't even posted the video up yet because I'm uh, going to be doing that as soon as I get my official certificate, which is still in the mail, so I should get it in the next few days. Now, is, is this something that you would train for, or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to practice, and you got to. There's a whole technique to. Uh, well, I developed a technique to try to beat the record that was uh, 99, and that person had a, someone handing them the torches. So I created a system where I just would grab them quickly myself. And that's why I was able to train up to 105. If I hadn't had a couple of flips, I think I could have done 105 and even up to 110, which I don't know why, but at least I broke the record and set my mind to it. And uh, actually, we wanted to do it two years ago. We were setting up for it, and then the uh, insurance fell through at sort of a, the, the last minute. And that sort of made me even more determined to you know get all the you know the ducks in a row and, uh, you know, we worked with the fire department of West Dallas, which is where the Wisconsin State Fair is. Really, like, you know, really crossed all the T's, dotted the I's, and made sure everything was uh, set. In your training for this uh, feat, was 105 the best you've done, or had you done more? Yeah, uh, you know, so, you know, you really, the training is mostly without the fire. 
but I developed this whole foot timing system so that I would, really wouldn't lose count of my feet. You know, I kind of drilled it into my brain that my feet going in a certain moment, my hands followed my feet. But if I had my feet at a certain pace, then I knew I could hit the number I wanted to hit. Really just almost like a skier just going through the course and like I would just go through it mentally and, and really try to visualize the success, you know, visualize success, but then, but any of, you know, not making it go into my brain. And I was lucky. I could, at the end of it, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, did I do it? Did I do it? <laughs> it was a, it was pretty. Uh, it was a pretty intense thing. So, I mean, you're a highly trained professional. We don't. We don't uh, have anybody do this at home without the training, obviously. But uh, was there any point in that in that minute that you thought, "Oh my God, I'm not going to be able to make it," or "This is hurting"? Or yeah, uh, you know, halfway through, uh, when I had a couple of those torches drop on me, I was. I just had to pull it. I just said, "It's time to go," and I sped my feet up, sped my hands up, and I just. I mean, it's only one minute, so you just... But halfway through, there was like a bit of a jolt of fear that hit me. And I was like, if I don't do this, I'm not going to burn my lips for not getting this thing. And then, so I just put it in high gear. That's why I didn't really know. I mean, I I think like anything you do that's challenging, sort of halfway through, you're going to get doubt or or fear or whatever it is that either motivates you or you kind of learn from it, I guess. But it definitely motivated me to go faster, and I picked it up like a, a horse in the last leg of a, a race where you, just, you put it in the high gear and just go, go, go. And luckily for me, it worked out. Now, is this a record that you're going to defend year in, year out? Uh, if, if somebody takes a run at uh, you, you're ready to go again? Yeah, if someone takes a run at me, you know, another uh, fire eater was already put up, uh, you know, I put it up on Instagram that I made it at Fire Guy Show on Instagram, and, uh, and I said, like, yes, I did it, and then I put a picture up with the attempt, and then once I officially got word, and then some guy replied to me, and he was like, challenge accepted, and uh, I don't know, if he, if he has the uh, wherewithal to, to do it and, uh, and break it, then yeah, I'd, I'd definitely challenge it back. So, yeah. um, just, you touched on something that I think would be in, of interest to some of our festival and events, and, and when you're dealing with um, buskers and fire eating or juggling fire and the yep. safety that's involved with that can you walk us through and you know you talked about uh, being in touch with the fire department and everything. can you walk us through some of the yeah. safety features that you would go through for a feat like this okay well what they, we did for this is we had a stage we had a security guard fire department was involved the stage manager was involved the insurance company you know I, I have five million in liability most events in Ontario require two but I go up to five just to have an extra bit of insurance and really just uh, you know photos of the setup that i had photos of the torches i used uh, there's an msds thing uh, which uh, fire departments know about it's just what type of fuel you're using it's called an msds sheet it's quite boring uh but all those things had to be in place in order to get permission and you know to have the confidence uh, if anything go obviously fire extinguishers on the stage really common sense uh things you know when a torch drops and there's another hundred torches on the ground, and one of them just happened to draw it, you know, it could light up, and, you know, and, uh, but luckily for us, it didn't. And, and was the crowd counting it out as you went along? Was that something that was yeah. helping you? And uh... Here's the thing with Guinness. So uh, you have to, Guinness doesn't just let your friend Bob time it, right? So I had to hire an official timekeeping company that does marathons, sprints, and track races and they've been in uh, Wisconsin. So they've done like hundreds and hundreds of track races too. and then you get an official timekeeper statement. So they had a, they even set up a big clock on the stage for everyone that could 
see it to to read it and count down. So it's kind of exciting to get that ten, nine, eight, seven, and I got it. I got all the torches in at like fifty nine point three eight seconds or something like that, and I gave me two official timekeepers as well. So plus witness statement, and the witnesses can't be you know the organizer of the fair. They have to be independent witness statements that they verify. Pretty, it's a, it's a, a, a rigorous paperroll process. They also want photo evidence and video evidence. You know, and it's great for the event. So if you're at a festival or if you're running a festival, uh, which you know some of your listeners are, having to do this world record attempt is a nice way to kind of you know galvanize media, you know, get people on board. I try to, I'm going to try to encourage more of the performers of Dispatch Talent to try to get some more Guinness World Records because it does bring a, a bit of pedigree to your event. And and will you be included in the hardcover book that they put out every year? Or? That's the, you know, that's why they want the official photographers. That's why they, they want really good photographers at your event, which I did. I hired a, you know, a video company and a, you know, a local photographer uh, so that if they get that really nice shot, they'll include it in the book. But I don't know who reads books anymore. <laughs> a staple under our Christmas tree. Someone in our family always gets a Guinness Book of World Records. So, you know, oh, they, they love flipping through them, so... And how did you come across this? Were you just flipping through the records? Did you do a search and you thought about it or you saw it online? Or Well, this is a, you know, a lot of my peers. So I've, uh, a bit about me is I traveled around the world uh, to a lot of these international busker festivals. And that's how I got my start. And so I met a ton of my peers had world records. Like one guy's got the most sword swallowing. Uh, and other people, they, they do world records. Like there was soccer balls and and straight there's a straight jacket escape uh, actually yeah lucas wilson he does he has like the fastest straight jacket escape and he's in, in ontario and he's up on dispatch talent as well actually hurt him for uh for an event in richmond hill and uh anyhow he uh i try to you know i meet, meet all these people with them and i thought you know i'm gonna look up what what is there for fire eating and i looked it up and i thought i, was like, I could do that and that was uh you know it took two years to fully accomplish it now wow. i gotta try to figure out how to do it blindfolded yeah so so I'm curious, yeah. what was the celebration? I'm guessing you didn't go for hot wings or something afterwards. No. Well, you know what the celebration was, was I did the attempt, and then I still had two more shows that night. Oh, wow. So I had to do my, my regular sort of shows, and I, I did them, and it was, a bit, it was really fun to be able to say, I, I did it, I'm a world record holder. Although I just knew in my mind I was, but it takes like a couple of weeks for Guinness to... Uh, officially sort of like certify. certify you and yeah and, and verify all the things but you know in my mind i was i knew i did it i knew and i knew i did 101 so this attempt was it included in one of your normal shows and and you just kept going no okay no 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 so something like this was like a whole production like my normal shows ride a motorized skateboard and juggle fire and like do a big what, what's known as a circle show like a big circle show, sometimes stage shows, but at this particular fair, it was circle shows. So you have a big circle of people around you and you do, you know, with jokes and stuff like this. This was more almost like a, an Olympic event where you just spoke the, the fire reading attempt. It was an Olympic event in my mind. I really focused on it. There wasn't as much showmanship. It was really just, I, 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 I had to become just like a predator. I didn't think of anything else for about seven days leading up. I let, I let a bit of my business slip and some clients I didn't call back because I just was focusing. I had the whole setup in my uh, hotel room in uh, in the States. And that was pretty funny because I was just practicing my timing in the hotel room and just focus, focus, focus. So it was, you know, I did talk to the audience and stuff uh, before and, and got them hyped up because there was quite a big crowd in the amphitheater. But, uh, 
really when it came to the attempt. I mean, I think it was a show on its own because you have 105 torches burning around someone and trying to put them all out with his mouth. But it was definitely not included in my regular show package. Well, from all of us here at FIO, uh, you know, certainly uh, uh, congratulations and, and we're glad that, uh, that we've worked with you and we can say that we know somebody that's in the, in the Guinness Book of World Records. I'm talking to Brent, yeah. Brant Matthews, the Director of Dispatch Talent, back in just a minute with FIO on the air. Festivals and Events Ontario supports a lively, engaged, and dedicated festival and events industry. Purchase your Festivals and Events Ontario membership today and get a team of people working to help you succeed. Here's just a few benefits that membership provides. Promotion, saving money, networking, industry awards, supplier discounts, communications, skills development, and so much more. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. The voice of festivals and events in Ontario. FIO on the Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Welcome back to FIO on the Air. We're talking to Brant Matthews, the director of Dispatch Talent, a new Guinness record holder for the, the most torches eaten in 60 minutes or 60 seconds, sorry, 101. Yeah. Uh, Brant, uh, Dispatch Talent's been a, a big supporter of the festival industry and, and all of us here at FIO. Talk a little bit about your company and what you guys do. So my company is uh, Dispatch Talent. We focus mostly when we started out on, uh, you know, street style busker entertainment because that's where my background is. And what I tried to do is create a company that I wanted to meet, you know, not just a talent agency. If you go to some talent agencies' uh, websites, you see, oh, juggler, magician, and it's not catered to the individual performers. And I see all little acts as little celebrities. So uh, each of our acts, like uh, Bex in Motion, who's at the CNE right now, or uh, Bella Magic, uh, who's at the Toronto Busker Festival as well, I see all these people as micro celebrities that, you know, really want to be partners with the festival. So instead of, uh, you know, having types of performers. We have, you know, individual acts that have their own profiles on the site and you can interact with them. You can even ask them questions. You can go in, you know, sign up, talk to them, and it's all free to communicate with the performers because uh, that's really what we do is try, try to train the performers. We just opened our first space where we have a training space, a video photo studio, and my office is in there. So the idea is it's a place that they performers can practice, a place they can promote themselves, and a place where they get paid. So uh, this is our, this is sort of the vision of Dispatch Talent. And so we go into a lot of festivals. We animate the streets and stages of the event. Uh, we've even partnered with Theo when we uh, had the bus group program when we were in Sault Ste. Marie a couple of years ago, uh, which was really fun and uh, helped animate the areas between the, 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 the breakout sessions and all that. And, and I know for us, and, and I'll talk a little bit about the FIO conference and what you guys have done for us, not only in Sault Ste. Marie, but in Hamilton, is is you've helped us create those experiences where, you know, it might be a long walk from one room to another. And, and you know, halfway there, there's this juggling act or there's mimes or, or whatever you've helped provide it. And, and it really breaks up the scene and it creates that experience 
from one point to the other. It's you know, it's not necessarily just one stage show. It's little pockets here and there. And I think yeah. the 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 thing that you were just talking about for any event that experiences lines. You know, sometimes you just can't help having a line. We all try to eliminate them whenever possible. But if you can entertain those people's in those lines, Absolutely. it helps create that experience, right? Yeah, little pockets of pleasure. I remember last year, there's this one guy called Aaron Terrace, a hip-hop violinist, and he's, uh, I just saw him on the street one time, and he's just so talented and young, and he's at the University of Toronto for solo violin, but he created this amazing looping system, and so, you know, from two years ago, seeing him on the street busking, he was at CO, and some other festivals saw him, and uh, he's He's done a bunch of festivals now, and he even did Canada's Wonderland for a whole month of July. And uh, and universities are loving him too, and he's just like a great success story. Still in university, still you know has the solo violin uh, dreams, but he just creates this unique hip hop violin sound, and it's just so cool to see a young performer growing. You know. So obviously in that busker environment, is that where you find a lot of your people that you partner with or that you bring into your agency? Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of people out there on the street at the busker festivals. And then now we're starting to get a, a lot of momentum. So word of mouth is coming along. And, uh, I still try to curate the list on the website. I don't let just uh, anyone come up. You know, the last thing we want is, you know, Uncle Pickles the Clown coming on to Dispatch Talent. <laughs> So we uh, try to make sure that the list is, is curated. It's nice. There's uh, mostly in Ontario is our stuff, but we've had you know stilt walkers across Canada before and performers for you know Shaw Cable going to malls all over Canada as well. Uh, we haven't really broken into the state too too much, but our focus mainly is Ontario, and uh, and it's been going great. You know, there's uh, really. So many great events in Ontario, so we're really lucky. And like you say, word of mouth is, is the best form of advertising. Are you getting um, people come to you to be a part of your agency now? or? or... I, I would think it's, you know, it's about 50-50. You know, we're getting a lot of people calling up and wanting to be part of it, which is nice. With our training space, uh, it just opened. We just, uh, you know, got the lease and... And we call it the talent lab, actually. And that's just, uh, so we're getting more and more people coming there. We're doing classes and, and training. So I, I can see that 2019 is going to be a huge breakout year for us, especially when we start getting more and more videos coming out of the place and, and promoting more and more performers. So super, super exciting uh, what's going to be happening in the next couple of years. And Brett, if, if a festival wanted to get in touch with you and, and find out what kind of talent you have available, have you got it broken down into sectors? Yeah, it's easy. You go, you know, go to dispatchtalent.com and uh, you, you can follow the prompts and and you can always call though. You can always give give me a call anytime. I'm you know, I answer my phone and at all you know texting. But just go to dispatchtalent.com and you can't go wrong. The site's pretty intuitive, and you can and you can browse talent and you can send a, a message to the actual company, or you could even send messages to performers. And is it is it the type of thing that, say I'm running a festival or a fair and I've got a plan laid out on, on paper, is it something that you can look at and say, hey, you know what, a good experience here would be a benefit, and can you put together a customized package for the client? Yeah, so some people have their, their festival down. They know they got one stage here, they need some strolling, and they know what they want. Then you go to the site, you sign up. But if you have a, a festival that's kind of newer and you're not really sure what's good, you know, you, you give give us a shout, you give me a call, you know, I come in for a meeting, 
we look at your site plan, we do a site walk often and uh, just and then sort of hear the vision of the person. I say, oh, this could be a good thing here. You know, one of the things that we have, uh, like you were talking about lineups. So, you know, face painters and balloon people, oh, the lineups can sometimes, or caricature artists, right? Lineups can be atrocious. So we used to put a bunch of hula hoops out beside them to, you know, so kids can hula hoop. But then lo and behold, these hula hoops became a whole other thing. And we have these hula hoop fun zones now where we sometimes get up to 50 to 100 kids hula hooping. And it became its own independent, bookable thing. We've had that at many, many events. And it's so great to uh, just the, the footprint is fantastic. So if you have a dead area, who would have thought putting out 50 to 100 hula hoops would make a big difference? But you see all those people doing it at the same time. And it's just a, it looks great at your festival. It's active, it's participatory. Yeah, and it uh, and it all came from an accident because we put hula hoops out when there was a lineup of uh, people at a face painting booth. Uh, Brent, we kind of call this a supplier spotlight. Can you tell us what the experience been this summer at festivals? I mean, it's obviously been a great uh, weather wise. What are, what are crowds like at the festivals that you've been involved with in Ontario this year? How, compared oh, to others, God, like, so many festivals. You know, from like the Maple Festival up in uh, Huntsville, which was you know, packed to the Midnight Madness in Bracebridge and down to uh, Summerfest in Windsor. Uh, there's been lots of people. Amherstburg just had an incredible festival, uh, the Uncommon Festival. That was super well intended. It was kind of a Harry Potter, you know, steampunk-themed event. Uh, and then there's, you know, the Busker Festivals that are, that are going on. Uh, Toronto Busker Newmarket just put on a great Busker Festival as well. God, there's just too many festivals. I hope I'm not leaving any out because I had so many. Oh, yeah, oh, you, know, you can't help but leave them out when there's 2,500 in the province. So, so hard. It's, it's really incredible from, from the BIA to the municipal event planners to the independent. Y'all got the Durham uh, Durham Busker Festival that's attached to the Pickering Rib Fest. The uh, Rotary Club there does an incredible job in uh, Pickering to put that festival on. So it's it's really great. And to the new festivals that are coming. Is there a busker circuit? Is is it like a coordinated thing that you go from one to the other? Or? Yeah, it's still random. It's a loose base structure. But it's funny that you say that because I'm working with a partner for next year called the Great Busker Tour. And so we're putting together a busker tour in 2019 that's going to go to different municipalities. Uh, and we're just putting our proposal out. And that's going to be really, really exciting because we have... Uh, that's going to be a package tour that will have the same performers at four different events. And we're just sending out, we're literally just sending out our, uh, our press in the next few days. And is that something you'll, you'll partner with other festivals or is this a, a standalone traveling unit? Uh, that's, uh, that's one that we're going to partner with uh, municipal event planners and or BIAs and or independent uh, people. Uh, so we're, we're not sure just yet. Something to look forward to in the new year. We're talking to Brant Matthews, Director of Dispatch Talent, back in just a minute with FIO on the air. Festivals and Events Ontario has entered the world of podcasting with FIO on the air. Join us as we sit down and chat with the movers and shakers of the festivals and events community. The goal is to share insight, advice, planning techniques, and overall strategy with you, our FIO members. On the next podcast, would you like us to interview someone specific, cover a particular topic, answer a question? Let us know. FIO on the Air wants to give you what you need to succeed. Contact us now, Dave at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. Welcome back. 
Feo on the Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Welcome back to Feo on the Air. Uh, on our supplier spotlight today, we're talking about dispatch talent, and we've got the director of dispatch talent, Brant Matthews, with us. Brant's a new Guinness Book of World Record holder uh, for fire eating, 101 torches in 60 seconds. Oh, wow. <laughs> Brant, uh, how do our festivals get in touch with you if they want to book some of your people uh, to their festivals? Uh, and easy way is you go to dispatchtalent.com, you know, follow the props. If you want to... Uh, contact me it's real simple email dispatch at dispatchtalent.com uh that's the general inbox for dispatch talent so dispatch at dispatchtalent.com or you can go to fireguyshow.com if you want to just contact talk to me <laughs> fireguyshow.com we talked a little bit about your busker tour that's in the works what else have you got in the works for dispatch talent coming up uh, in 2019 so we bought a circus tent, and we've put it up at a few events now. It's called the Little Big Top. It's a mini circus tent. It's just fantastic. And you, uh, we put it up at the Toronto Busker Fest right now. i got to go and put my lights up for it today because we start tomorrow at the festival. And uh, it's, a, it's a great little circus tent. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you, you put crowds in there. It only fits about 100 people, but you do two shows every half hour. And it's a whole lot of fun. And I'm going to give a testimonial for Dispatch Talent because all of us here at Festival and Events Ontario, we really appreciate the the partnership that we formed over the years. We enjoy the experience that you guys deliver, and and all of our conference members. It's a constant comment box uh, that you know the different experiences in the walkways or the jugglers or the face painters or whatever you supply, it, it really brings that smile to the face and it becomes a conversation point. So from all of us at Festival and Events Ontario, thank you much, very much for the work you've done with us. And we look forward to broadening our partnership with you in the, in the coming years as well. No, I love Festival and Ontario. You guys have been uh, amazing. Uh, and all the members, uh, it's such a great group of people. So we'll see you at the conference in 2019, and uh, be well, everybody. We've been talking to Brant Matthews, Director of Dispatch Talent. If you've got an event you'd like to talk about, or if you would like to talk about something in the festival and events world, please get in touch with me, Dave, at festivalandeventsontario.ca. Thanks for listening to FIO on the Air. Thanks for listening to FIO on the Air, the voice of festivals and events in Ontario.